The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. Matt Williams, we've had World Cup years before where the Irish team showed great promise and then things went awry. And it's made us maybe really anxious about talking up things. But could it be that this is the best Irish rugby team we've ever had in a World Cup year? I think that's a pretty fair statement to say, Matt, that you're that that's positive, yes. I, I, certainly in my time uh, uh, in Ireland, which goes back 25 years now, I, I have never seen a, a side playing such positive rugby, uh, overcoming such adversity with players out, having such depth and winning and beating all the big teams across the world over that period. And while the rest of us are thinking of the World Cup, they still seem very grounded, which is what gives me great hope. So, yes, Matt, this, this is... They're the real deal. It, 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 look, it guarantees nothing at the World Cup because Ireland are in an incredibly tough side of the draw at the World Cup with South Africa, France and New Zealand with them compared to Australia, who are on the other side of the draw with England and Wales and Argentina. Very, very uneven draws. But there is no doubt your statement that is this the best Irish team in the last 25, 30 years in a World Cup year? I think that's a very, very fair statement. Fergus McFadden, you have had a lot of success on Irish teams, winning Six Nations in 2014, 2018, part of a Grand Slam there. Do you think that this team is showing itself to be better even than those teams? I think so, Matt, yeah. And I think, um, as, as Matt just rightly pointed out there, they've repeatedly beat the best teams. You know, they haven't just gone and, and done it um, in one Six Nations campaign or, or one tour. Um, you know, the consistency of, of uh, at the level of that Ireland are playing right now is, has, I don't think, has ever been seen before in an Irish rugby team. And I think the most impressive thing is, is that <clears throat> you could debate over if there was a better 15, maybe, um, you know, in the professional era. But this is definitely the best Irish rugby squad to potentially go to the World Cup. And I think, you know, that that's the reason that um, the country should have such high hopes because, you know, you see at the weekend Rob Herring goes in, uh, you know, uh, through injury for um, Dan Sheehan and, and then Ty Furlong is, isn't playing. You've got Finley Beadham fills in, Robbie Henshaw not playing, you know, Jemison Gibson Park not playing. These are world-class guys that are gone and Ireland still did that to France. They outplayed them, they outscored them and they outsmarted them and it was just a phenomenal performance. It was certainly one of the most extraordinary first halves I've ever seen in Lansdowne Road from both sides, the quality and skill level of the game. But I suppose, Fergus, it does mean, though, that they do have to see it off over the next three matches in the Six Nations. The pressure now is really going to be on them to deliver, having set themselves up so well, probably not even just for a championship, but for a Grand Slam. Yeah, I know, but this 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 side, another real real strength that, that this group seems to have as opposed to years gone by and under other coaches they seem to revel in, in, in with the um, you know the, the favourite tag you know they've been number one in the world for a while now and um, they're not they're not wilting under that pressure you know I, I think they're, they're performing like they're the best team in the world and it seems like Andy Farrell has created an environment where this old um, 
uh, mentality, I suppose, of, in our sport of we're, we're best as the underdog. It seems to be kind of gone. There's, there's guys in there. We've got some of the best players in the world. We've got some of the best coaches coaching the side. So why not, you know, be confident about it and know that we're if we're at our best, we can win. And I think um, he'll be reiterating that going into these last three matches. And uh, firstly, just making sure that they don't take uh, the Italians for granted. Matt Williams, how much of it can you put down to not just Andy Farrell, but also the assembly of the coaching ticket and the approach that they have then to managing the squad? Oh, I think it's huge, Matt. I think it's it's huge. You, could, you know, the scrummaging uh, improvement in Finlay Burlam over the past 12 months isn't by accident. That's, that's you know, Johnny Fogarty's coaching. He, he deserves huge credit. The even though the line out lost, we lost a few line outs on Saturday. You know, Paul O'Connell's uh, absolute uh, almost obsession with line out play and, the, and his his, his um, intense accuracy of his coaching at the breakdown is just evident right across the board. And you you have to you know the the defence uh, was superb on Saturday. I mean that that was the foundation for me of um, of the win was the the brilliant. Defence and they missed a few tackles because of some superb offloads, but they scrambled back. The passion to scramble back, and of course the the attack that has been a revolution since November 2021. Not an evolution, a revolution. They are attacking in an extraordinary way, and, and none better uh, example. Matt than Fergus's old move that Leinster played for years that we saw where we saw Hugo Keenan score on the weekend. But Leinster would always play it off a scrum or a line-out, so they would call it, and that's much easier to organise, and everyone knows their role and they're ready to go. That was off a, a, a line dropout. Now, that is really hard to do. Now, they obviously planned it. It was, it was something they'd, they'd seen in their video analysis, and it's OK to say we're planned it, but to pull it off with the exactness and the precision that they did, that is fantastic. And that is, is Andy Farrell empowering his staff to do it, empowering his players, having faith in those replacements. And it was Finlay Bielham who threw the pass back on the inside to Hugo Coonan coming through. So you know, doing what Tyg Furlong does, so not only doing what Tyg Furlong does in the scrum, but now also filling his role in open play. Yeah, and, and Matt, that was it. Like we, I kept saying, well, we're going to not just miss Furlong at, at set play, even though he's one of the best in the world at set play. He, he's like having another centre on the field with his hands. And Boolem stood up and did it, as did Porter. Porter, uh, you know, again, and also Tom O'Toole when he came in gave an astonishing performance of line breaks. Phenomenal, Matt. Phenomenal. And the point is, who didn't? Everyone did. You know, Ronan Kelleher has hardly played any rugby, and you know the the injury to Rob Herring. He came on, and he was sensational for the hour he was on. And he should have been. He's. He should, his gas tank should have been hitting empty there without that rugby under his belt, and he wasn't. Every player on the field, Ross Byrne, the look on Ross Byrne's face, the look in his eyes when he was playing, Matt, I was saying, I was in the studio in Virgin Moon, I'm saying, look at his eyes, he's different. This was a kid demanding and angry and saying, this is my chance, this is my time. It was, it was you know, we use the word, but it was really inspirational. I was just so delighted to see Byrne stand up and say, I've got my shot I'm taking it. Really inspirational and moving stuff. And and he was excellent. He was superb. And he's saying now, I'm Johnny's replacement. I've got this jersey. No one's getting it off me. And and that competition within the squad, that's what drives the squad. And that's what they've got at the moment. 
And there's a listener here who says, we're now talking like the England soccer team. You're not a real world number one until you've won a World Cup, which isn't an unfair comment to make. In this remaining remainder of the Six Nations, Fergus McFadden, are there significant banana skins ahead of us? Italy away, Scotland who are improving, but who could take a bit of a battering off France and Paris before they play us next. And an England team that by the end of the competition surely will be in better coach shape. Yeah, I think that they're potential banana skins, but the way we're playing at the moment, I don't think they will be. I think that, with all due respect to, to Italy, they, you know they, they pushed France, you know, a very sloppy French performance over in Rome, and they pushed them close and probably should have won. Um, and uh, they were sticky enough then against England on on, on Sunday. So um, there'd be a challenge, I'm sure, for for maybe. 30, 40 minutes for Ireland, but if Ireland play the way they've been playing, it's Italy to blow them away. The English game, <clears throat> English and Scottish game to finish will be, um, they'll be really tough test matches, but, you know, as we've pointed out during this call, you know, even if Ireland do sustain a couple of more injuries to a few other guys, we have players in this squad that seem to be able to step up now to the level, and they've been given exposure under Andy Farrell, um, you know, whether it's Stuart McCluskey now, um, whether it is uh, the like of Mac Hansen, who is now, you know, a seasoned uh, guy that's getting picked that, you know, a year and a half ago was was making his debut. So there's a few guys in there who, who've got repeated exposure who are real leaders. And now. sorry, Fergus, can I just ask you, do you think now that, that there will be a realisation or how will they address the fact that the expectations of previous generations weren't met. Going back as far as the 2007 team, which went in uh, with big expectations after hammering England and had a dreadful World Cup, how will this be different? But they can't. They can't do anything about that, Matt. And I think that you know the, the quicker the public and the papers understand that, that I think. Um, you know, people are going to talk about it because, you know, in 2007, 11, 15, 19, all of those years, there was high hopes for the Irish team going to the World Cups and we didn't get past the, the quarterfinals. Um, so what's going to be different this time? I think the form in the four-year cycle has been clearly different. I think, you know, you've, got, you've gone over to New Zealand, beaten them a test series over there. You've beaten South Africa and Australia in the November you're, you know, on track at the moment to potentially do a Grand Slam or win the Six Nations. Um, the level of performance is, is is higher than it has been in the other cycles. And if we can continue in that vein going into September next year, you know, I, I'll be very, very confident that we can go uh, further than we have ever done before. Fergus McFadden, Matt Williams, thank you both very much for being with us. The last word on sport on Today FM with Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie.